Welcome to the Nature Just Got Real Sensational Summer Minicast Series for Kids. Let's get started. Hello, Planeteers. Welcome to the new Summer Minicast Series, Episode 3. I'm your host, Captain Jack, and if you're watching this on video, you'll see that I'm a small white dog. Don't let my size fool you. My nickname is Napoleon. So anyway, this episode is part of the Sensational Summer Series mini-casts, and these are little shows like me, but powerful because they're meant to get you out and exploring. So don't forget to download the activity that goes with this episode. There's a new episode released every Monday through the end of August, so watch for those. Dr. Chuck Darwin will be hosting the next one, so be on the lookout. Let's get right into today's minicast. This episode is about the moon. It might seem a little stereotypical for a dog to be talking about the moon, what with the whole werewolf thing. But if there were such a thing, and there isn't, a werewolf would be a canine like me. And while it's true that it seems like wolves who are also canines can howl at the moon, as well as some other types of dogs, I personally don't do that. It's frankly beneath my dignity. But let's address that here and now. First of all, wolves don't actually howl at the moon. But since wolves are nocturnal, that's when they howl. They howl for different reasons, but it's done to communicate with each other. Did you know that a wolf howling can be heard by other wolves up to seven miles away? It's like a phone tree. Anyway, since they tip up their snouts to howl, they're nocturnal and that's when the moon is most visible, people thought they were howling at the moon. But trust me, they howl on cloudy nights too, and sometimes during the day if they're up. I don't have to howl to communicate with mommy. I just sit in front of the pantry door and look at the handle when I want a treat. Message received. No need to get all crazy with letting loose a howl. And speaking of crazy, did you know that the word lunatic came from people's weird behavior during a full moon? Whether or not that's real, there's definitely an uptick in crime and accidents during a full moon. Just ask a police officer, a doctor, or a nurse. Do you notice anything different during a full moon? I notice that it's too bright to sleep sometimes, but that's about it. Anyway, back to the moon. Let's start with what it is and how it got there. The moon is what is called a satellite, meaning something that revolves around a planet. In this case, it's a natural body, but a satellite can be a man-made body too, launched into orbit to gather information like, you know, satellites. Hence the name. The moon is not made of cheese like people used to think. I can only suppose they thought it looked like a big wheel of cheese, so they started telling other people that. I mean, seriously. I think it looks like a big cookie, but I don't go around telling other dogs that. If you don't have any true science facts, you shouldn't just make stuff up, you know what I mean? That seems to happen a lot, especially these days. Maybe that's the true meaning of lunatic. People who make stuff up about the moon. So, the moon is made of mostly the same stuff Earth is made of, like iron, calcium, magnesium, etc. So the most popular theory of how it got there is that it was created around the same time Earth was and is actually a chunk of Earth that broke off and formed the moon. 
it stays in orbit around the Earth because the Earth's gravity keeps it there. And it's not the only thing that gets pulled in. Right now, there's another natural satellite orbiting the Earth that was recently discovered. It's about the size of a small car, so I've named it Kia Rio. Get it? <laughs> I thought that was good. These smaller satellites tend to come and go, so who knows how long Kia Rio will be with us before something else's gravity pulls it away. Speaking of gravity, that's why scientists think the planets and the moons are all round spheres. Because the gravity at the center of the moons and planets pulls equally towards the center, and they are all rounded in shape. Not all of them are perfectly round, though, but pretty close. That blows the flat Earth theory right out of the water. But you know, people making stuff up. Lunatics! Also, the gravity of the moon affects the tides in our oceans. The moon's gravity pulls the oceans towards it. Even though the moon is so far away, it is large enough that its force of gravity is strong enough to do that. Anyway, on to some cool things you can do with the moon. You've noticed that the moon shows up with parts missing, and then those parts come back. These are called phases, and if you learn the phases, you will always be able to tell what phase the moon is in. Those phases will be on the activity sheet that goes with this episode, as well as a log sheet where you can keep track of the phases as you see them. But first, you have to be able to recognize if the moon is in a waxing or waning phase. And I'm going to teach you an easy way to tell right now. The moon doesn't give off light itself. So the moonlight we actually see is the sun's light reflected off the moon's surface. So as the moon orbits the earth, the sun lights up different parts of it, making it seem as if the moon is changing shape. But it's just our view of it that's changing. When the moon appears to be getting bigger, it's waxing. And when it looks like it's getting smaller, it's waning. Once the face of the moon is fully turned towards the sun, it's a full moon, and we see it all. But as the moon moves around the earth, the face pointing towards us gradually becomes hidden from the sun until we can hardly see it at all. And this is the new moon. So hold up your right hand. If most of the light you see on the moon is on the side of your right hand, the moon is waxing. If most of the light that you see on the moon is on the side of your left hand, the moon is waning. Mommy calls it wax on, wax off, or waning, from the original Karate Kid movie. Your parents will probably get the reference, even if you don't. And what about the so-called dark side of the moon? There is no permanent dark side or bright side of the moon, but there is a near side and a far side. Just like how there's a day and a night on Earth, both sides of the moon get equal amounts of sunlight over time, but the moon rotates at the same speed as it orbits Earth. So from our position, we are always seeing the same side. Don't listen to the weird theories about what's on the other side that we don't see. Astronauts already orbited the whole moon and they didn't find anything weird. If you hear different, maybe we should revisit the meaning of lunatic again. Just saying. Also, fun fact. 
Mommy's name is KB and the K stands for Carrie. K-A-R-I. That's also the name of one of Saturn's moons. It's named for Carrie, the Norse god of wind. Get it? Wind! Mommy is full of wind. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. So, this week's mission is to pay attention to the moon and log the faces. Make sure you download the log sheet and the activity sheet and don't worry if you can't see the moon for a couple of nights if it's cloudy. Just log in that you can't see it that night and look again the next night. That's it for this episode. Tune in next week when Chuck Darwin gives us an interesting activity having to do with tides. I hope he's not a swimming activity. I mean, do chimpanzees like to swim? Hmm. Now go out and have a mysterious moon adventure in your neighborhood. That wraps up this mini cast for today. Thank you to our sponsor, Weird and Wacky Planet. Don't forget to download your play sheets and activities for this episode. See you next Monday for the next installment in the Sensational Summer Series minicast. Thank you for listening.